Hey, welcome to the Red Pill Sports Podcast. So thankful that you've joined us today. And uh, it's always awesome to, to have you here and to see what's uh, what's going to go on. And uh, we're just glad to have you on this uh, show. Looking forward to what's uh, what's ahead. Um, and uh, been a busy week in sports, and we're going to be talking about it a little bit here in the next few minutes. Uh, and so hang on. As we talk about uh, the things that uh, I feel like can be a uh, kind of an eye opener for us in the in the world of uh, world of sports, so it's going to be going to be a lot of fun as we talk about uh, uh, quite a few things. We're going to talk about the reckoning day coming in uh, sports. We're going to be talking about uh, the financial and medical. Uh, payday that's coming in sports, uh, and it's a lot of it's because of not even sports itself, just the culture, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Also, the NFL's denial over DeMar Hamlin, and more coming up here in just a minute. Coming to you from the Red River Auto Group Studios, uh, this is the Red Pill Sports Podcast. We're combating the uh, takeover of uh, sports by Woke Inc. And uh, looking forward to today's show. Uh, we're brought to you by Red River Auto Group, MyPillow, uh, also the Upper Cervical Center of Arkansas, so we're looking forward to a great show today. Going to talk about Taysom Hill and Jalen Hurts and how the connection there. Stay tuned. All right, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, how that uh, the Buffalo Bills are now going to pay uh, 20000 uh, $20, extra dollars. That's nothing in the world of sports. They're going to pay 20000 extra dollars for the 18th game of uh, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, because if you uh, go on injured reserve, and that is you miss four games or, or more, uh, or you're required to miss four games or more, if you go on injured reserve, so they don't think you'll be back within four games. You go on injured reserve, and uh, what they do is prorate your salary. And so, for whatever you would have missed, uh, they deduct that from your salary. And so, uh, missing that 18th game would have cost uh, Demar Hamlin 20,000 bucks. He's had a three million dollar four-year deal. He's a sixth-round. Draft pick, and if you're catching up late, Demar Hamlin was the young man that collapsed on the field uh, during the Monday night game between the Bengals and the Bills, and uh, so um, so anyway, and that seems like really a, a an innocuous, uh, inane thing that happened, but I want to explain to you how I think this is much much bigger uh, than twenty thousand bucks. I think it can be. Uh, 
uh, a a uh, the tip of the iceberg, if you will. Uh, I believe it is just the beginning of what we're going to see in sports. We're seeing it in uh, football and soccer. We're seeing it in American football. Uh, we're seeing it uh, less so in baseball. Uh, but uh, and that is you you have seen a lot in in uh, amateur sports in college. Uh, had a young man today, I believe BYU uh, for some reason Air Force Air Force Academy. Offensive lineman collapsed and died today on the way to to uh, to class, or or anyway, collapsed and died. I, I don't, I'm not sure if he was on his way to class or not. But be that as it may, the the point being uh, that uh, uh, and, and here's another thing that I'll, I'll throw in here real quick. Uh, one thing that you won't have me do, and I won't make up stuff. I won't say, well, it's it's the jab, it's COVID. Uh, vaccines that's causing all these collapses. I'm going to, I'm going to go by the science. Uh, unlike a lot of scientists and a lot of doctors, I'm actually going to follow the science, which I think is a novel idea. And, uh, but here's where you can always tell, uh, how much validity is in a story. This story began to break that there were definitely some major concerns about the, COVID vaccinations related to myocarditis, which is the scar of the heart. We talked about this some on the very first episode that we had, and uh, we talked about the scar of the heart. So when you have these collisions and the heart is jarred and this arrhythmia takes place, it is much more likely, according to a European study, just one study. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but uh, you you couple that with what morticians are saying all over the country, all over the world. Actually, I just read an article out of Australia where morticians in Australia, which, you know, they in Australia, New Zealand, they, they can't say anything. But they're speaking out and saying, man, we're seeing things uh, in the human body with young people that we've we've not seen uh, ever before. Uh, I read in one place, this was, I believe, USA Today. So I'm not, I'm not, this is not the Daily Caller or, you know, the American Thinker, the, uh, you know, stalwart conservative, uh, publications. This is USA Today, Newsweek. Uh, there was even an article in Salon, uh, which is, you know, a, a left wing rag. And they were talking about the, um, the escalation of cardiac events in young people, especially related to sports, and it's up by thousands and fold. Uh, and so that brings me to my point. You you look at the Demar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills write a check for twenty grand. That's nothing to them. But you you see this, and then you start looking at uh, the liability, uh, and especially these. Uh, teams that force people to get uh, the vaccination. And so uh, now you have companies, uh, i.e. sports teams, who had uh, are made athletes. And an athlete is not, you know, not that different. I mean, as an employee from, you know, a, a, a call center worker or an accountant or someone else, but a, but a, you know, Lice people can still do their job and have scar of the heart or myocarditis, but but an athlete that has to be at his very best, uh, you know that's that's not 
something that's going to happen. He's not going to be able, and there, there, you know, I don't, we don't know. We don't know. Maybe DeMar Hamlin is, I mean, it seems like he's making a great comeback and uh, health wise. And, and he may not have any, any problems whatsoever. Uh, one thing that is becoming more and more apparent that, that this definitely was not, uh, a football injury. And, uh, and, and that leads me to the, my next point. Uh, and, and that is that the NFL is just, uh, and, and probably less the NFL, because when I say the NFL, that's the National Football League. That's the, entity, the National Football League, more of the sports media and ESPN. You gotta remember ESPN is owned by Disney. Disney is is at the epicenter of Woke Inc. And so you have guys not only on Disney though, but also on Fox Sports, FS1, that are just doubling, tripling down on that DeMar Hamlin was uh you know was a football injury. And it's clear this was not football related it happened while he was playing football but it was not football related it was uh it was cardiac uh related uh so it is it is so important to see where this could be heading uh i think we're we're well out and away from uh, you know quite a distance from where this might could eventually lead and where it could eventually go uh, no, no doubt about that. But at the same time, I think we have to, uh, we have to also understand that, um, this could be the tip of the iceberg. You've seen the picture of the iceberg and, you know, you can see the tip of it uh, standing out of the water and then you see below it and you see there's much more below it. I wonder, uh, how many, uh, how many athletes, whether it be basketball, football, baseball, think about, Football is probably the second most taxing uh, or third most taxing of, of the sports, the, the major sports that are, you know, that really drive the, the financial picture. Uh, and, and, and when I say taxing, I mean physically. The thing about football, I think I read the other day where 15 minutes of, of, of a football game are actually, are actually plays. The rest of it is uh, you know, getting up from a play, the huddle, uh, at the line of scrimmage, uh, halftime, quarter breaks, two minute warning, on and on. There's actually 16 minutes of an NFL football game or any college football game that is actually actual playing. I think in basketball, uh, the physicality, not, not the, not the roughness or physicality, but just the aerobic, uh, nature of of uh, basketball is much more strenuous and and I wonder what we might see and then we're already seeing it in rugby we're seeing it in these uh sports like rugby and soccer where guys are running for 3 hours straight uh I wonder if, if you know when we come back around to the uh track and field season uh if we won't see more and more of this uh and so I think I think this could be Something that is, um, could, could, you know, this, this today seems like a, you know, a, a nothing story. It's almost a feel good story. The Buffalo Bills are going to pay DeMar Hamlin the 20 grand that they owe him. I mean, the guy makes a million dollars a year, a little over, 
Uh, I think it's actually uh, 800,000 and some change. Uh, so 20,000 is, you know, is 2,000 to you and I. Uh, but, you know, $2,000 is not any, is nothing, is not nothing. I know that's not proper English, but it's not nothing to any of us, whether you make a million or you make, you know, 50,000. Uh, so it's not nothing. But the bigger point here is, is where does this go as people, uh, as their hearts are scarred more, uh, as there's more, as, as there's more boosters that people are getting, uh, wh- where does this take us, uh, financially? And, uh, I won't get into what I was, uh, going to talk about relative to the finances of, of sports, because I think it's like anything else that, uh, you know, when there is a downturn of the economy, it's affected, but I really, uh, that's not even where I want to go with this tonight. I want to, I want to talk to, I want to talk to you more about the medical uh, and and the the vaccination the boosters related to now you got to pay because there's so much guaranteed money a lot of times these contracts for these professional athletes is you know it could be 40 to 60 uh sometimes uh 30% sometimes it's 100% is guaranteed it depends on the negotiation uh but most contracts have some uh you know a third to uh, a half at least that is guaranteed money. So when you start having to pay athletes guaranteed money in the millions, it's not 20,000 anymore because you have so many people that are dropping. Now, uh, I think one of the saving graces and I, and I pray for your family and for my family and, and I have some, uh, family that have, uh, not, well, some immediate family that has taken the vaccination and they didn't ask me. And I certainly would have advised them against them if they would have, but you know, I would not have, you know, I couldn't. They're, they're grown people. Uh, I couldn't tell them not to do it. That's their choice, but I would have told them, please do your research. Um, and so I pray for them daily that they have no residual, uh, you know, effects from this and certainly hope that's, hope I'm dead wrong when it comes to these athletes. I'll tell you something I'm not wrong about, and that is, the phenomenal, phenomenal job that Red River Auto Group does. I'm so thankful for, uh, for Mitch Ward and the River, Red River Auto Group. Uh, Red River, uh, Red River Auto Group is a group of dealerships. Uh, there's numerous dealerships. I think they've got maybe six or eight. Uh, now they're in several states, but they have this, um, website called Red River Your Way, Red River Your Way that you can go to redriveryourway.com. Find a newer used car, uh, through the Red River Auto Group. And man, you talk about some patriots. You know, there's a lot of woke corporations like Disney and other ones out there, but then you've got some really, really good people. And Mitch Ward and Red River Auto Group is one of those. So I want to encourage you, uh, to, on this podcast that if you're looking for a car, at least, at least, Give Mitch Ward a call. Tell him, hey, Donnie Copeland at Red, River, uh, at Red Pill Sports uh, Podcast told me about you. And and tell him, hey, say Don, Donnie said you'd hook me up. And uh, look, whether you live in Virginia, where you, whether you live in, uh, you know, in Arkansas, wherever you may, in the Little Rock metro area, wherever you may be, I want to encourage you to call RedRiverYourWay.com or 
uh, Red River Auto Group. You know, car buying is not like it used to be where you, everybody bought a car from, you know, the dealer in their hometown. People are buying cars all over the United States now. And so give these guys a shot. Mitch Ward over at Red River Auto Group. Uh, when our parent uh, podcast was launched, uh, it launched and how we even got in the podcast business was because uh, our principal, Doc Washburn, who was on the radio, he was the number one talk show host here in the state, and he was fired because he wouldn't take the jab. Uh, and Mitch Ward heard about it. Mitch had a lot of money tied up uh, at the station where Doc was uh, was on the air uh, in advertising. And uh, Mitch called us up, and we met with him, I think, just a day or two after Doc was fired. He said, hey, I want to I want to. Uh, work with you guys and man he's been our number one sponsor ever since for uh, a year and three months now so we're just so thankful for mitch and red river auto group give them a call let them know how much you appreciate them drop them a line hey thank you for making the red pill sports podcast the dot washburn show uh and the other podcasts that will be coming on thank you for making these uh possible so uh we're just we're just so very uh thankful for them and the, the wonderful job they do. And they're going to do a great job for you. There's no doubt about that. Hey, we'll be right back. Give us just a second. We're going to reset. And we're going to be talking about Taysom Hill and Jalen Hurts and the connection that uh, you probably maybe even thought about, but you didn't know baby's out there and probably needs to be even more of a connection. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Uh, sorry, but I had a little bit of technical difficulty there, so sorry for the dead air there. Uh, read a fascinating article. Uh, you know, the Saints really struggled this year. I'm from Louisiana originally and uh, uh, was uh, always a huge Saints fan as a kid. Uh, later became a Cowboys fan, but I'm still a, a Saints fan more from a distance just because I haven't lived there in so long. Um, but... Uh, Taysom Hill is a is a fascinating study to me. Uh, as you know, he's kind of the jack of all trades on the offense for uh, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, he is man, super rugged runner. Uh, plays comes in short yardage situations to run the ball. Uh, former quarterback for BYU and was actually very accomplished as a thrower and as a runner. More probably as a runner than a thrower. Uh, but a fascinating article that I read back in, I mean, I read just this week, but it was written back in 2020, and it was when the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts. They, uh, and, and let me, let me back up and tell you how this got started. I was, I was thinking the other day, and I was watching the Saints play, uh, who are they playing? The Panthers? 
and, you know, lost that game. And just their offense was just atrocious. And, you know, I like Andy Dalton okay. And from what I understand, he's a great guy. But, man, their their offense is just atrocious. Now, they've lost some some uh downfield, you know, guys that can spread the uh, spread the defense that can stretch the field uh as as everybody says. Uh so they've lost some Camara seems like he's lost a step. I mean, that happens your fifth year in, sixth year in whatever he is in, uh second contract. Uh but he's not the runner and probably because their line is not, you know, at all kind of domino effects. But uh, I was sitting there thinking, man, why don't the Saints use Taysom Hill? Let him be the quarterback. Why are you doing? You paid him a lot of money. And, you know, when, when, um, Sean Payton was there, man, he, he knew how to use him. Uh, and, uh, I was like, and he also had, you know, uh, Hugh Breeze. And so, or Drew Breeze, I'm sorry. And he says, uh, so I'm like, you know, why, why? Uh, but I'm sitting watching that game and I'm like, why don't they use Taysom Hill like the Eagles use Jalen Hurts? So I, I just did a quick duck, duck, go. I started to say Google, but I'm on duck, duck, go now. And so I started looking at, uh, just any articles maybe where someone asked the same question. Well, lo and behold, there was a, an article that was written, uh, back in 2020 about the, Eagles looking at how the Saints used Taysom Hill and they wanted to start using Jalen Hurts uh, because if you remember back then, he was actually a backup. They want to start using Jalen Hurts uh, as a, a backup. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, as a kind of jack of all trades, as a scat type player uh, in the slot you know, short yardage. So they were looking at how they could complement their offense and use, uh, I don't, I think they'd gotten rid of Wentz by then. Maybe it was Foles. I uh, don't remember, but, but, uh, Hurst was certainly not the starter. Uh, I think last year was his first year as a starter. It's his second year now, if I remember right. So they were looking at how to, well, lo and behold, they have a coaching change. Peterson gets fired. Or I guess it was, uh, UCLA's coach now, uh, Chip. And, uh, and so new coach comes in whose name is totally escapes me right now. And, uh, he's like, man, let's use Jalen Hurts. Uh, let's use him. Let's don't just use him in short yardage. Let's develop him as a passer. Let's use his legs. Let's spread the defense out. And, uh, you know, let's have a sixth player out there that that the defense has to defend you know besides running backs tight ends running and wide receivers uh let's make the defense all defense also uh defend the quarterback and his potential to run and it opens everything else up so that's what they've done so ironically the the eagles were copying the saints and how they use Taysom hill meanwhile Taysom hill is being used I would even say, I would not even say he is being used very uh, much less effectively than he has been. But but the main question is, why don't somebody come in there and use him as the starting quarterback? Don't go out and spend money on a quarterback. You've got a quarterback. Take the blueprint that 
the Eagles have uh, put in place with Jalen Hurts, which is, you know, they've struggled the last couple of games, but it's because Jalen Hurts has been injured. And that is one of the downsides to, to, to having a running quarterback. Uh, but, you know, Taysom Hill's been in the league long enough. I, I think he can, you know, he, he's rough. I mean, he's tough. He's very physical, but I, I think he's savvy enough to preserve his body. I think he, I think he's a good enough thrower and he can even be developed as a better thrower. Uh, and, and, and that, by the way, they're going to have to do that because they sold their soul, so to speak, uh, to put, put together the Super Bowl and playoff teams that they had in the past. So they don't have any money. They don't have any cap room. Uh, they're, they're really boxed in. I don't know that they have a choice. I think you have to get somebody that can develop and build a game plan around Taysom Hill, much like the Eagles have Jalen Hurts. So, um, you know, that's just, I don't know. That's just, I, uh, a food for thought there. Uh, another, another thing that's food for thought is, uh, listen, if you, uh, need to replace pillows, if you need to, replace maybe your bed you know we've got a really nice a satva mattress you know it's one of those that they bring in and it's not one of those blow up or unfold things it's it's a real mattress it was delivered we bought it all online been super pleased with it but it's starting to break down a little bit now so guess what uh we're ordering a my pillow mattress topper uh it's cool in the summer warmer in the winter uh, and will keep you comfortable. Uh, we're also ordering some of the, uh, super, super nice. Some of our team members here, uh, at uh, Red Pill Sports Podcast has bought the slippers. Uh, we're going to get some of the, the towels. Uh, I'm certainly getting some of the pillows. So we're going to, we're going to drop a little bit here, but man, there's some phenomenal, phenomenal sales here and you can get even better deals. With my pillow, if you use the code word red for red pill sports, just use the code word. They're going to ask you for a promo code and put in red. And man, you can get the, the Giza elegance, uh, sheets. Uh, they're, they're been 69.98. They're as low as 24.98. Uh, if you'll use the promo code red, uh, four pack special of pillows were 139. They're 69. Uh, you've got, uh, the mattress toppers. Uh, were as low as 199. Now they're down to 90. Uh, they were 199. Now they're down, uh, to 99. The slippers, which, uh, Brian, uh, one of our, uh, owners here just raves about. Those were 139. They're down to 49.98 with the pro- promo code. So go to mypillow.com, put in the code, uh, red, just the color red, R-E-D, and you're gonna, you're gonna save, uh, tremendously and, You'll, you'll be letting us know, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What a wonderful, wonderful, uh, uh, gift. Also, they got great gift cards. You can get their gift cards for like 25 bucks. And, uh, and it's a great gift, especially for conservative people that you know, uh, and they'll, they'll just love getting uh, a MyPillow gift card. So you can go on there, put in the promo code red, whatever you're buying and get a little bit more. Hey, we'll be back in just a minute, okay? Hold on.
All right. Uh, I want to talk about the coaching carousel uh, that is happening right now. And, man, it's heating up. It's probably one of my favorite discussions, one of my favorite things to study uh, is the coaching carousel. It's just, to me, so fascinating uh, to to look at it and see uh, what's, uh, you know, what's going on. Uh, in the world of coaching. I'm, I'm not sure why I'm, I'm so, uh, there's one called football scoop. Uh, it's really, uh, really a fun site to go to. I actually didn't go there. I just kind of following some different news, um, news stories. Uh, so, so let, let's talk about it for just a moment. Give you my thoughts before we do that. I want to talk about the college football playoffs. Uh, uh, you may have seen on our Facebook page. If, oh, by the way, if you haven't, uh, we've got our, uh, Twitter page up. Go ahead and, uh, follow us there at My Red Pill Sports, Twitter at My Red Pill Sports. Uh, also on Facebook, it's Red Pill, uh, Red Pill Sports Podcast, uh, on Facebook. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Donnie Copeland, Facebook at Donnie Copeland. And, uh, you know, send me a message, uh, copeland.donnie at gmail.com, copeland.donnie at gmail.com, and, uh, love to interact with you and be, be a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, the CFB, I was going to tell you, uh, <laughs> you look at, uh, my Twitter account, Facebook account, I, I did it in purple and, uh, some of the team members helped me and I got a horn frog in purple and it says, you know, uh, LSU exposed Georgia because they threw for 500 yards, right? Uh, then Ohio State took them down to the wire. Uh, TCU's, uh, is going to beat them, you know, and, uh, our uh, TCU will beat them is what the meme says. Bottom says Red Pill Sports podcast. And, uh, you know, by the third quarter, when it's, when they're up like what 50 to seven, uh, I went back in there and put a little, Sign and put not will not beat them. <laughs> so uh anyway, uh so much. I mean, I had I I really did after I saw that Michigan game. I thought, you know, and then I saw how Ohio State took them to the wire. So man, TCU's every bit as good. I really think getting down early. I think uh Georgia honestly got embarrassed by Ohio State. They know they were lucky to win that game. Uh That field goal kicker for Ohio State. Uh, nine out of ten times would have nailed that kick, uh, and they would be sitting at home watching that game. Uh, so I think, I think that was a wake up call. That was the wake up call they needed. Uh, I also think you couple that with, uh, TCU had some, they were just outmanned. One, two, they had some major injuries to their offensive line. Three, Georgia, uh, was much more aggressive, uh, this time than than they have been all season long. They ratcheted up a little bit toward the end of that game on C.J. Stroud, and that's really what got him. And that's where really uh, they turned the tides when they started pressuring the quarterback more, doing more blitz packages, and they came out super aggressive. And then you had the turnovers by TCU, you know, two interceptions. of They put the ball on the ground. Um, and so, you know, they just – they were out of sync. They got behind early. When you're playing that good a team, that talented, that deep, you, you, you know, and then they just, uh, they really didn't wear them down. They just, I mean, they just out, outran them. You saw the speed when they would run, you know, sweeps and stuff. They've just, you know, and TCU's fast. Uh, 
But I mean, they just beat them to the outside. So, uh, anyway, it wasn't interesting at all. It was a beat down. I didn't even finish. I had some business I had to go take care of and I was going to wait after the game, but I just left and went and took care of what I need to take care of. Uh, NFL playoffs coming up, uh, in, um, uh, this Saturday, I believe. And, uh, and so it's going to be interesting. I hear people talk about, oh, there's too many games on Saturday and Sunday. Not me, man. More of the merry. I mean, I would watch Division Three football, watch FCS football. I watch everything I can get my hands on. So I, I, I'm excited. I'm pumped about the USFL. Or is it USFL? I love the XFL. And so, because I'm one of those guys, when I was a kid, if it was baseball season, that was the only game in the world. You know, I've never liked another game in my life except baseball. Then back, then football came along. I was like, you know, I don't like baseball anymore. I like football because I was all in. Then when basketball, oh no, I'm a basketball player, you know, and, and, and I was that way in every, but, but the older I've gotten, uh, I've lost interest except for the playoffs for, uh, or the tournament for college basketball. I've lost most interest in, ba- I love playoff baseball, especially daytime playoff baseball when it gets to the next to last rounds. I think what's happened for me, uh, except for football, there have been so many, uh, there have been so, so many additions of playoff, uh, rounds, uh, coupled with, and I'm talking about in basketball, baseball, coupled with you, so you got this ex- large expansion of, of the playoffs in basketball and baseball, couple that with both of those sports play a lot, a lot of games. Uh, football, the other hand, only plays, which is probably too many, plays 18 games. College only plays, what, 11 or 12, 11, 12, yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, I, the, the playoffs, you're, you're, you're wanting more, you know. And then, so when, when football's over, I'm, I'm wanting more football. So the USFL is great. I think they need to make the USFL, and I think that's kind of the plan to make the USFL like the G League and the NBA. So you take a lot of these players, uh, and you move them to the USFL. And I think that's what it's called. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I've got my other uh, screen pulled up for something else, but I'm pretty sure that's, that's what they're, they're they've gone back to USFL. Uh, but, uh, I like it. I like it. Um, Let's talk about the coaching carousel. Uh, we'll take a quick break and, uh, the, uh, and so when we get back, I, I want to talk about, uh, the Cardinals, the Colts, Texans, the Panthers. What about the Rams and the Broncos and what's going on with, uh, each of them, uh, and just kind of see, you know, what's happening. But, uh, we'll take a quick break, come back and talk about the coaching carousel. After we t- talk about the coaching carousel, I want to talk about, uh, I want to leave you with a great story. It is a phenomenal story about the one and only Chuck Taylor, made, uh, who was made famous by the Converse Chuck Taylor uh, 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 shoes. So see you here in just a minute.
Okay, having a little uh, technical difficulty there, so we'll get right back started. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, and I'll I'll uh, take this out uh, the uh, the white no or the the dead air uh, in the podcast, so should be okay. Um, coaching carousel the uh, what we're going to see during the coaching carousel is. It's going to come back up again, and that is the Rooney Rule. It's going to be uh, about race, not about who's the best coach. Uh, and there's such a double standard because, you know, you have guys uh, that are recycled over and over again, white and black. Uh, they've just got this um, – they've, they've got this persona. They, they're, they're well-liked. Uh, they're well respected. They're just not very good coaches. And that's, uh, white and black coaches. Uh, and, and so, uh, it, it happens to both. And it, and it's, uh, you know, and it's a shame, but you're going to see this happen, uh, in, in this round as well. And I don't want to get too bogged down in that. Uh, but, uh, listen, I'm all for like, uh, Eric, uh, Benemy. Uh, for the Chiefs, I think he's a great candidate. I think, I mean, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs offense and, uh, you know, absolutely that guy should be given an interview, not because of the Rooney Rule, not because he's black, because he, he runs a phenomenal offense. Now, uh, in fairness, you have to ask the question, how much of that is Andy Reid? How much of that is the personnel? That he has, and how many times we've we seen this? Somebody who is a great defensive coach, black or white, a great offensive coach, black or white, and they go to uh, a situation, a different situation, and their offense or defense is not as good. Bo Pelini is a great example, who had has had just phenomenal uh, defenses, and he went to LSU what three or four years ago, or two years ago. And they were just, uh, two or three years ago, they were just terrible. I mean, terrible. And, and you think, how in the world could, could Bo Pelini be this, you know, go from being a football genius uh, defensively? Uh, you know, he had a meltdown in, at Youngstown State. Uh, those teams were, the last couple of teams were just terrible. And, and, uh, and then, so, so you have guys that just, I think the game passes them by and they don't change with the game. That's just my own personal opinion. I don't think they're bad coaches. I think they just, you know, they're, 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 you know, they're using, uh, uh, you know, uh, archaic maybe uh, formations and, and defenses against, uh, you know, all the newfangled air raid and, and, uh, spread offenses. Um, and then, I think the other thing is, uh, you can have a great coach like Eric Benamy. You can have a great coach, uh, 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 position coach or even coordinator, offensive defensive coordinator like, uh, uh, Hackett that came from Green Bay and went to the Denver Broncos and just was terrible. Uh, because I think being a position coach or being a coordinator is a whole different ball game than being a, you know, a head coach where you are the CEO. And you have a handful of uh, head coaches who are able to call plays uh, either on defense or offense, uh, but that's that's fairly rare in in today's 
uh, in today's environment, even more so ironically in college, because college, there's so many components. You don't have uh, the the head coach in college is the CEO. You do have the athletic director, but he runs every aspect of that football program where in the pros, uh, you know, the coach is more strictly on field and you have player personnel that takes care of a lot of the business end and trades and, and all of that. But, uh, coaches, they don't have near as much recruiting and all that that they have to deal with in the pros. So they can call plays. Sean Payton called offensive plays. Um, uh, Shanahan and four, the 49ers uh, calls plays. I think on defense, if I remember right. Maybe offense. Yeah. Yeah. Offensively. Uh, you have, uh, Taylor for the Bengals may call defensive plays. Anyway, there's a lot of them. Uh, Sean McVay, uh, for the Rams, I believe calls his own offensive play. So you have a lot of, a lot, guys that do that as well. Uh, so the coaching carousel, uh, yeah, I think affirmative action, you know, and the Rooney rule is going to come into play and it shouldn't. If, if a black guy is the best coach, you ought to hire him. If a white coach is the best player, our best uh, coach, you ought to hire him. Just like players. Listen, there's a reason that 80% Eighty or 90% of the players in the NBA are black just because they, uh, they have a skill set and they have uh, a talent and ability, uh, that is just conducive to their genetics. It's just, it just is what it is. And so you, you can't say, okay, we, we can't have 90, we, we, we gotta have, you know, at least 40% or uh, 50% white players you know, in the, uh, NBA, uh, you know, you just put the best players. You get a lot of European players now that have a lot of length and they shoot the ball real well outside, uh, and they're really developing their inside game. And so, uh, you, you're seeing that more and more. These, these European players come over like Doncic and, and the Joker for the, for the Jazz. Um, and, and others that are coming, I can't think of the young kid, I believe for the, uh, uh, for the, uh, the Sacramento Kings is just, just crazy talented. So you, you're seeing, and there's ebbs and flows, flow there, but you, what you can't do is say, you know, we gotta have more white players, uh, because the NBA is too black. Or we gotta have more black coaches because the NFL coaching, uh, fraternity is too white. You, you gotta pick the best coaches, period. And if all the coaches are black, they're all black. If all the players are all, you know, or all the coaches are all white and all the players are all black, it is what it is. But you pick, and then you're gonna always have some anomalies. You're gonna always have, uh, you know, a Doncic, or you're gonna have a Burr, or you're gonna have a, uh, NBA player, a white guy that's gonna just, you know, be a, a phenom, but he's going to be the exception to the rule. Uh, but yet when you get into coaching, it's like, oh, you're questioning, you're questioning, you know, uh, a, a black coach's ability to think and think quickly on his feet. No, I'm just saying there are genetics involved in people that where they just, they're, they are by far and large, but then you take a Tony Dungy, you take an Arab, uh, Benami, you take, uh, uh, a, um, 
Oh, I'm I'm trying to think of of uh, the uh, um, I, I've got actually several that are coming to mind right now. Steelers coach Mike Tomlin, uh, you know that uh, I think the longest tenured coach in in the NFL and is in the playoffs every single year. Um, and so you know there's gonna but it, it you can't say well we're gonna make this you know fit this mold based on color you. you it's never going to work. It's just not because that's not how that's just not reality. You know, uh, now if you see there's collusion, you see there's, you know, uh, you know, a good old white boys club or a good old, you know, player personnel in the NBA. And no, we don't want, we get into many white guys. Then you, you, yeah, you guys step in and say, no, if a white guy's good enough to play, you ought to play. If a black guy's good enough to coach, you ought to coach. Uh, but let's, let's get into some of these, uh, the, the coaching carousel. I think one that is, in my opinion, very fascinating, uh, is the, uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, man, and you see where Cliff Kingsbury just went from being, I mean, a hero to zero. And a lot of that is he's tied extricably. Inextricably, thank you. Inextricably to Kyler Murray. Uh, let me tell you a little uh, thing about Kyler Murray. I had a good friend. He's passed away now, but he was uh, and his wife both were in uh, were employed and were very involved in the Allen School District where Kyler Murray played. He played at Allen High School. And um, there's no doubt that Kyler Murray is a phenomenal athlete. But uh, my, my good friend, my late good friend, told me that he said, man, this guy's going to be a problem in the, in the NFL because he has the worst attitude of anybody you've ever met in your life. He is the most arrogant, obnoxious, selfish, self-absorbed narcissist person you'll ever want to meet and you know I, I i didn't hear that he played tech right text tech yeah with with kingsbury um but you're certainly hearing that now in arizona and 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 you know let, let's face it he's 27 years old uh who who of us was not a narcissist and selfish and arrogant and you know a knucklehead at 22, 23, 24 years of age. So I get it, you know. But man, life has a way of knocking those rough edges off of you, right? So uh, I think I think that's you know that's going to happen. And guess what? He's going to get to grow up now that Cliff Kingsbury is there. I, I watched him in a few games, and just as you've seen, where he's just railing on you know people and uh, you know during. Uh, during uh, games and 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 just being so disrespectful, so and man, that that's detrimental to a team. It just really is. So uh, we're gonna try to take another break here, real quick, and um, well, I'll be right back. Uh, I'm gonna try this and see if it'll work, and hopefully it will. We'll be right back and finish this coaching carousel, and then I want to finish up with a story about uh, the namesake of the Converse, Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor himself. We'll be right back.
Yeah, the Red Pill Sports Podcast. We're glad that you joined us. And uh, we are brought to you today uh, by MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. And also, and they've got some great specials. Go to MyPillow.com and put in the promo code RED, R-E-D, RED, for Red Pill Sports Podcast. And uh, you're going to be able to get uh, their phenomenal slippers, normally $140 for $50, $139 now, $49 with the promo code. So make sure you put in there red uh, and let them know uh, where you heard this. Also, the Upper Cervical Center of uh, of Arkansas at TurnMyPowerOn.com. If you have trouble with leg pain, uh, headaches, back pain, vision, uh, maybe even sinus trouble, uh, go to TurnMyPowerOn.com. And uh, if you live in Arkansas, you can uh, make an appointment, drive down. We have people driving two or three hours uh, to see uh, uh, the doctors there, uh, both doctors, Crabtree, in, uh, at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center. And, uh, and they'll, they can just revolutionize and really, really uh, help you. And uh, so we, we hope uh, you will take advantage of that. And uh, then also Red River Auto Group, Red River Auto Group. If you're looking for a car, new or used, go to redriverautogroup.com. Let them know that you heard it here on the Red Pill Sports Podcast. We're talking about the coaching carousel. Uh, we started out talking about the Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury being let go. Uh, and strangely enough, Cliff Kingsbury just got a huge extension, I think, to 2028. So he's going to be fine. Uh and then you have uh, Kyler Murray, who got a huge contract. Uh, I think it was 140, 180 million, something like that. Uh, and then had a major uh, knee injury. And so it's going to be fascinating. The, the name that we're hearing the most right now is Sean uh, Payton, that is uh, reported to be going to uh, the Cardinals. So uh, we'll see uh, how that shakes out. But uh, the Cardinals, also they're losing J.J. Watt uh, on the defensive side. He is retiring. Uh, so it's going to be be fascinating to see. Another one I think is going to be really fascinating is the Colts. And I'm going to make a prediction here. Uh, don't count out Jeff Saturday. Because I think Jeff Saturday, even though he, he didn't fare well uh, in the eight games that he was the coach, uh, I think they were so hamstrung by a quarterback play. Uh, I'm not sure if Matt Ryan uh, just had just really gone down that quickly. He looked, you know, he always looked pretty good in Atlanta. But, man, he just – I think a lot of it is their offensive line, even though their offensive line was purported to be a really stellar line, was they had really – Struggle there. And I think if anything that hurts Jeff Saturday getting that job was Jeff Saturday was a center and he was an offensive. He, if anything, he should have been able to fix the offensive line and he didn't do that. I'm pulling for him. I hope he gets the chance. I think if they get a good quarterback in there, uh, and, and another thing, I, I was really, really perplexed. They didn't play Erlocker. Is it Erlocker? Uh, Oh, the young man from Texas. Uh, that, that's not it. Uh, that's, that's old, uh, Bears guy, Urlacher. 
but, uh, I was, I was really, really, um, I was really just shocked and, and they played Foles and Foles just, man, for as good as he looked with the Eagles, he, he looked really bad. But that offensive line would make any quarterback look bad. And, and I think at the end of the day, that may be what, uh, cost Jeff Saturday getting that job, uh, permanently. I think if he would have fixed the line and they would have had time and, uh, and then the quarterback play was still bad, that'd be one thing. But as far as I know, they never did fix the, the offensive line. They were bad and, and they have, I don't think they had any, a, a ton of, no, no more than anybody else injuries, but man, they just were not very good on, on anywhere, but the offensive line, which Jeff Saturday was a center and, if there's anywhere he could have fixed it. I think the offense coordinator was way over his head. The offense, as bad as the Saints look, they looked, uh, Sam, Sam Edelman, right? Is that the quarterback for the, uh, Colts, uh, that they drafted? So the Colts, uh, that, that's going to be another one. The Texans, Levy Smith was the Texans. They were just atrocious. And I'll tell you when the, the, the Texans played, uh, was the Eagles. And then they play the Cowboys. Man, they, they look good. I mean, they, they play, of course, Cowboys are playing terrible. Dak just looks terrible. I, if they win a playoff game, if they beat Tampa Bay, I will be shocked. But, uh, man, uh, Mills and the Texans look, they look really, I mean, really good, uh, in a couple of games and how a team can look that good, you know, for two or three games. And then just look atrocious the first part of the year. And, and I say that I, I didn't really watch them much, but I was very impressed. The both times I watched them, I think it was, I think it was the, the I know it was the Cowboys. I can't remember the other team, but they played them. I mean, they played them really, really competitively and, uh, and, and should have won both those games. The Panthers, um, and that's, that's quite a rebuild. Uh, Although, you know, they played very, I think they played very, they're struggling at, at quarterback. Um, Donaldson doesn't look terrible, but they just didn't seem like they have any downfield threats. Uh, also offensively, there's no creativity whatsoever. The Rams is an interesting one. Now, Sean McVay is not, uh, resigned, but he's courting, uh, TV. The problem with this is Sean McVay's making, uh, $15 million, 10, 12, 15 million a year, uh, to coach the Rams. And there are no 12 to $15 million jobs out there. The only 12 to $15 million job out there in a sports casting booth. And he wants to get out of coaching, uh, and have a more family friendly career. And he's hoping that, you know, that would be, uh, maybe going to the booth for Amazon. The problem with that is they offered him just an unbelievable contract last year. He passed them up, so they went and got Kirk Herbstreet, and uh, Kirk, Kirk uh, Herbstreet's doing a phenomenal job. You know, of course, he's a pro. He's been doing college football forever, and he's doing a phenomenal job. So unless he just wanted to leave uh, now, you know, uh, Amazon has all the bargaining leverage with with McVeigh and. Uh, and, and the Rams look terrible, you know, so, 
that that'll be an interesting one there. And again, he hasn't resigned yet, so so we don't know. And then uh, last but not least, and there may be some more that that you know other shoes that drop uh, is the Broncos, and uh, it'll be fascinating. And we've heard a couple of names, uh, Benemy has been uh, the offensive coordinator of the, or co-offensive coordinator of the Chiefs has been mentioned there. And then uh, Sean Payton also has been mentioned there. And look, I've got a, I've got a theory for you about um, Russell Wilson. I, I, I don't think there's any, re, any way that Russell Wilson uh, has gone from being the quarterback he was to being the quarterback that he has been uh, in in the last uh in the last few uh last few uh or in this season uh, i just don't think there's any way so uh, i think you get the right quarterback uh, coach in there right scheme i think you'll see the russell wilson that we have seen in the past hey let's close out the show uh tonight uh last uh last five minutes or so i want to I want to give you, and if you get a chance, go to WBUR.com, WBUR. You can listen to this, uh, and this is where I got it from. WBUR is a TV or radio station, uh, and it is a story about uh, Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor, who the, the shoe, the Converse, is named after. I always thought Chuck Taylor was, you know, some uh, older uh, black, uh, basketball player. He, he actually did play semi-pro basketball, but he was a shoe salesman. He was a shoe salesman for Converse, played on the Converse semi-pro team, but he was, he was by far and large just a shoe salesman who absolutely loved, lived for basketball. And, uh, he traveled 365 days a year and, uh, he sold this one shoe, just so, sold the fire of it. Everybody used that shoe. John Wooden used that shoe. Everybody used that shoe. Uh, and as time goes on, you know, that shoe, shoes begin to develop and you have these other players come in and Adidas and Puma and, and, uh, eventually Nike down the road. And the Converse, uh, went from being the stellar basketball shoe to being, uh, a fashion, uh, statement. And now today it's entrenched fascinating and it wasn't until uh, i think 1901 uh was when he went to work uh and which was only 10 years after naismith uh actually invented basketball that uh, uh he uh he went to uh he went to work for converse uh or, or yeah, yeah i think so and then 1917 uh they introduced uh this shoe but it wasn't until 1932, so it was, what, uh, 15 years later that they actually named the shoe after Chuck Taylor uh, because he sold so many of them. And uh, he actually was put into the College Basketball Hall of Fame. He died in 1968, about seven years uh, after I was born, uh, that uh, he he uh, he died. So great story. Go, go there. Check out... Uh, uh, on WBUR.com, check out the story about Chuck Taylor. Hey, before we get off of here, uh, I want us to make sure that we keep uh, Peyton Hillis in our prayers. Peyton Hillis is a longtime uh, football player from the state of from Arkansas, University of Arkansas, 
uh, went on to play for the Browns, played, played for the Broncos, uh, played for a couple other teams, uh, but had a short, relatively short, but really good career. And, uh, but, uh, he, uh, actually saved his two children. They got caught in a riptide down at Pensacola and, uh, he was able to save them, but he ingested a lot of water, a lot of sand. And from what all reports, he is having, making some improvement, but, uh, he is really, really struggling with, um, uh, sand in his lungs and, uh, his kidneys are really damaged because of how much water and how much sand that he ingested. So let's, uh, let's keep and hold Peyton Hillis up and hope and pray, uh, that his results is the same as DeMar Hamlin. So, uh, thank you for joining me. Thank you for being here. Sorry for the dead air that I had, uh, but I'm learning as we go here. And I uh, just want to thank you for everything. Thank you for uh, being with us. Thank you to Red River Auto Group. Thank you for, to MyPillow.com. Don't forget to use the code uh, uh, promo code RED in the Upper Cervical Center of Arkansas. Thank you to each and every one. Hope you have a wonderful week, and we'll see you back here. Uh, Lord willing, the creek don't rise on next, uh, next Tuesday night.